Welcome into Hate the Player, Not the Game. I am, as always, Lucas Owens, here to bring you another exciting show. Got a lot to talk about today. Gonna go through a lot of Mizzou sports for once. Gonna really get down into the nitty-gritty. Now that college football, you know, the uh, speculation and everything, recruiting's done, everything's just done. It's gonna be a lot of, uh, gonna be a lot of puff pieces, but... Not a lot going on in the college football world, so transitioning that segment to being about Mizzou sports. After that, stealing signs, MLB spring training starting. Very excited about this happening. Actually, the Giants are playing right now, so I am missing that, but don't worry. I cannot find anything on television because that's just something you have to deal with for spring training. Lack of television. Um, but that will be very interesting to talk about. And then, looking in the general direction of the NBA, the last one before the All-Star break. Most teams playing their last game tonight. So, we will get that and then head off to our All-Star break. And who knows, I might even take a break from looking in the general direction of the NBA. But first off, let's start with college sports at Mizzou. So, the big news this week. I gotta, I gotta talk about college football when I can. But... The big news this week for Mizzou College Football was uh, Sam Horn, a four-star QB, pro QB, I should say, out of the uh, class of 2022, has uh, verbally committed to the University of Missouri. Um, He is currently ranked as the 82nd national prospect, the six, six for pro, QBs and nine for Georgia. You know, Georgia produces a lot of players, but very good player. Four star, obviously. That is, of course, the 247 composite. Whenever I talk recruiting rankings, it's most likely going to be 247 composite. But looking at who he got offers from, I mean, you got some you got some smaller names and you got some bigger names. You got App State, Duke, Florida. Florida State, Georgia Tech, Illinois, Kentucky, Louisville, Michigan State, Oklahoma State, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Troy, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. So you look at that, you look at schools like Florida, Florida State, Tennessee, even Michigan State, and a bunch of other schools in the SEC. Um, that's a uh, that's a big get. Um, particularly, I think people were expecting him to 
go to Tennessee, but did not. But in his junior year, he had 3,910 passing yards and 41 passing touchdowns and a pretty high level of Georgia football. Um, you look at his measurables, 6'4", 190, um, you know, big, tall guy, uh, got a good frame, uh, good delivery. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, uh, this should be a, uh, should be good if Mizzou can keep Sam Horn in the fray because this school just keeps adding quarterback after quarterback. It's honestly kind of funny at this point, but very interesting to see how he's doing that. And he also plays baseball. So Mizzou baseball theoretically would get somebody, I'm, I assume, Anywhere he's looking at, that's going to be a dual recruitment between both the uh, both the baseball team and the football team. So obviously not just related to football, also committed for baseball. But in terms of other Mizzou sports, particularly Mizzou sports that are actually going on right now, uh, the Mizzou Tigers beat the Florida Gators seventy-two to seventy, and another uh, another heartbreaker. Almost heartbreaker for the Mizzou Tigers, heartbreaker for Florida. Um, and what was, I think, uh, really just, this is a normal game for Mizzou at this point. You know, play good all game, get a lead at some point, blow that lead, kind of claw your way back to having a bigger lead, uh, be up by, by like eight late, lose that lead, and then eventually get that lead back and win. Of course, the big story of the night was Drew Smith's uh, buzzer beat, or excuse me, game winner with 0 0.7 seconds left. Wasn't a buzzer beater. But, um, you know, this is a, this was a good game. This was a game Mizzou had to win. I know people are saying this is a good win for Mizzou, but with how many losses this scene has picked up recently in conference play, they needed to win this game. Uh, and they won it, so good for them. Um Hopefully they uh, keep that going for LSU on Saturday. I will be reporting that game for KCOU, so make sure to stay in, stay tuned to KCOU at KCOU Sports on Twitter. But yeah, I mean this team can either do stuff in the tournament or not. Um, really, I mean they're either going to go far or they're going to lose in the first round to a small team, and it's going to be really sad. Um, but going off of that team off to a great start and what I think is probably the best team at Mizzou right now, Mizzou softball number 19, 20th, depending on where you look in the country, they are out to a great start with a, excuse me, five and O record, um, after defeating middle Tennessee state in a big game, uh, Last weekend, uh, you know, they haven't played too many, too many teams yet. They're playing Louisiana Monroe tomorrow at four. Um, but you look at, you look at the teams they played. They have a good win over UCF. I think that's probably their best win. Cause I mean, UCF strengths number 22 in the country it was a close win, but they got the win. Um, and then you look at some of these other ones. I mean, they're not necessarily the greatest teams in the world, but Wins are wins, and they keep getting these wins. Uh, five and zero weekend though was fantastic. They currently do have a 
a few losses to their name, two losses. One's to Florida State, which is okay because Florida State's number 12 in the nation, and they do have a win against Florida State. The other's against Iowa State, which is a little more cause for, you know, a little bit of cause for concern, but shouldn't be too much of an issue. But this team is really good. Um, you know, they uh, they just keep playing very good. They have not played a home game yet. Cannot wait for them to play a home game. And they're not going to play a home game for another week. Their first home game is the Mizzou tournament, which starts on March 12th. And talking about Iowa State, Iowa State will be there as well as Kent State and Drake. So look forward to that. I assume we will have coverage of that on KCLU 88.1 FM. But that Mizzou women's basketball is going to the SEC tournament tonight. 5 p.m. Central Time for the Tigers. Um, you know, the women's basketball team has been a little disappointing this year. I thought they would make bigger strides, honestly. But, um, you know, not much else to say. 9 and 10 across the year. They have some good wins, but a lot of losses. Um, I mean, I think they just wrap up the season here, and that's it, honestly. Um, talking about teams that have also been disappointed, let's talk Mizzou baseball for a second because I know a lot of people have been talking about Mizzou baseball because they are 3-5 and five after playing Grand Canyon in Omaha. Um, so, yeah, this isn't necessarily the best look. Um, they're just playing inconsistent baseball right now, and the pitching hasn't been there. The hitting's been okay. The pitching really just isn't there right now. Definitely need to figure that out. You have a lot of guys giving up a lot of runs in short bursts, which is never good. But um, they are playing today against uh, Dallas Baptist, and they are going to face Arizona in Oklahoma soon enough. But that is all I have for Mizzou Sports, so thank you for listening to me ramble on about that. But after this break, let's get into more baseball talk with Ceiling Signs the start of MLB string training game. Thank you for listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. Right, welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. Geez, sorry about that, but got some baseball to talk about. Boy, our spring training is back. And just remember, these games don't matter. But... Very fun to uh, very fun to talk about. First thing I want to talk about because you know spring training starting, people think it's going to be this big show. It's usually just I mean they're exhibition games, but the big thing right now, at least in my view, people should be focusing on is uh, that Wander Franco home run because uh, you know he's the number one prospect and I think I definitely see the hype. I think some people don't. Um, when just haven't watched him play or seen any seen anything with him, but this uh, this he's been he was struggling a bit. He was over five before this. He was uh, you know, not necessarily the most disciplined at the plate, but um, this home run I think really quelled a lot of uh, quelled a lot of concern. I mean, you got somebody who hasn't played in a while. She's definitely the struggle about being a prospect right now, especially one who Wander Franco really never played above double A for a bit. So I assume he'll start out at least double A this year. Probably move up quickly. Gotta remember he's only twenty. But um this home run he had against the Padres. 
I mean, excuse me, the Pirates. It would be weird if they were playing the Padres in Florida. But um, this home run against the Pirates was uh, crazy. It went, I think the low estimates are about 500 feet. High estimates are 550. Um, if he indeed cleared that, uh, cleared the building behind the field. But I don't think, I think it probably went closer to 500, which is so crazy. Um, but, uh, man, that was a crazy home run. Just wanted to highlight it because even just watching it still, I'm in disbelief about this home run because it went crazy far. But um, talking about uh, MLB spring training, let's talk about some rule changes because, uh, you know, this is something I didn't touch on because I figured this isn't going to be much of a deal. This isn't going to get people talking. People are talking about this, but it's uh, it's pretty weird. Um, so what's been happening is kind of odd. I mean, you're seeing uh, you're seeing some fans at spring training games, which is always good. But um, the thing that's weird is that they some games can only last seven innings. Some games, if they want, can only last five. And you'd figure it would be like at the end of the day, like. So we don't have any more pitching. We're just done. They're planning to have seven innings, which I guess makes sense. But it's just weird to see. They're planning to have five innings sometimes, too. Um, so both managers have to agree upon the shoring game. Um, yeah, there's no there's no minor leaguers there right now, which makes sense. So not a lot of pitching. Um, and another weird thing is uh, they have the ability to end an inning even if there aren't three outs, which is uh, it's weird to see. I think this is really enforcing in people's minds that these games don't matter. Um, I mean, that makes sense, though. That's something that always kind of never... Like, that makes more sense to me. Um, giving... Not making... Forcing pitching to go too long in games that don't matter, because, again, these games don't matter. But um, that's good to see. And it's been... I mean, it's been fine. Never... It's been sparingly used but again yeah and um i mean in terms of regular season which i'm just gonna get into talking about regular season rule changes uh again double headers that are seven innings and uh the ex expedited uh extra inning games so i assume they think they might still have some issues with missing games because of COVID 19 even though the testing so far has been fantastic from the mlb's end um so, just have to see where that ends up going. But in terms of other news, uh, Trey Mancini is back in action. Great to see. Um, got a standing ovation from pretty much everybody at the spring training field, which you would expect. Um, of course, he had to sit out last year due to cancer, but he is back in action. He's in remission. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to spotlight him. Uh, somebody that is going to be out of the game for a bit, though, is Aaron Boone, the Yankees skipper. Um, he's going to be out for a bit. He is apparently getting a pacemaker inserted. So the Yankees are going to be without their coach for a bit. I have not seen any estimate about return. Um, but, you know, just have to see where things go. Because nobody knows where things are going to go with that. 
obviously, because he is out for an indefinite period of time. I do not know why I needed to sound that out to myself. But thank you for listening to that. After the break, going to be talking some looking in the general direction of the NBA. Thank you for listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. A delicious. Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Uh, cake. Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga. That's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to them. But let's look in the general direction of the NBA. So... So, uh, you know, the first half of the season is starting to wind down. Tomorrow is, of course, you know, the first day without basketball. (laughs) Very interesting to see that. First day without basketball until Sunday when we have the All-Star game. But tomorrow, no basketball. Weird to see. It's weird to see after there's been basketball for a bit. Um, there's not really a lot of games scheduled after this. There, you know, there isn't any. Um, I assume they'll try to make some games up. See, they already have some scheduled for March 10th uh, between the Wizards and Grizzlies and Spurs and Mavericks. But no basketball scheduled past this Sunday's All-Star game except for that. However, life is still getting my march on. We got the second half coming up. Whenever the schedule gets revealed, I will talk about that. But aside from that, not much, not much to talk about. But let's look into the standings right now. And of course, like always, let's start off with the disappointing Eastern Conference. So in first place, we still got the Philadelphia 76ers at a cool 24 and 12, six and four in their last 10. The Brooklyn Nets 24 and 13, just a half game back, but they're nine and one in their last 10. So. Brooklyn is coming quickly up against the 76ers. The Bucks are 21 and 14 and third. Boston Celtics are the last team above 500 at number 4, 18 and 17. The Knicks are 18 and 18 and fifth. The Charlotte Hornets are 17 and 18 and sixth. The 17 and 18 Miami Heat are seventh. The 17 and 18 Toronto Raptors are in eighth. Sound like a broken record right now. And then moving into the two put to two playing spots, we got the Indiana Pacers at 16 and 18, and the Chicago Bulls at 16 and 18. So no matter what the Chicago Bulls do, they're sticking around there. But even though the Chicago Bulls are six and four in their last ten, they were starting to disappoint before that. Let's look though at the uh, the Western Conference now, probably the more stronger conference. If you're asking me. But the Utah Jazz are 27-9, and 6-4 in their last 10, leading the conference. Three games back to them are the Phoenix Suns, which is pretty surprising, at 23-11. and 11, Three games back of the Utah Jazz. The LA Clippers are 24-13, and 13, and they're tied with the Los Angeles Lakers, who are 24-13. and 13. The Portland Trailblazers are 5th at 20-14. The Spurs are 6th at 18-13. 
still was in mind that the Spurs are doing that good this year. The Denver Nuggets, 2015. Technically tied with the Spurs, but not really. They're both six and a half games back of the Jazz, but the Spurs uh, have less games going on and less losses. So, I mean, they'll have to make those up, but for right now, they're in the lead in terms of win percentage. The Mavericks round out the playoff picture, though, at 18 and 16. However, the Warriors have one more win and are, again, theoretically tied 19 and 17. At nine, and rounding out the playoff uh, playing round picture is the Memphis Grizzlies at 16 and 15. Right outside that, though, we got a big drop off before we get to the New Orleans Pelicans. So, Western Conference playoff picture definitely coming to light a lot quicker than the Eastern Conference. But okay, so let's start with uh, I think you probably clear who I'm going to talk about first. It's the Phoenix Suns, who are eight and two in their last ten. I mean. Definitely want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, but I talk about the Brooklyn Nets basically every week. So, not going to be talking about them. The Phoenix Suns, though, 23 and 11. They had that big win over the Lakers, which, I mean, of course, the Lakers don't have Anthony Davis right now. Still, it's good for Phoenix to get that win. And more importantly, Phoenix is now in front of the Lakers, and the Sandys are at number two, which, I mean, I thought Phoenix was going to take a step this year. Pretty clear to see after the bubble that they had something going on. Adding Chris Paul definitely heightened had uh, that potential. And then, you know, this year comes around and they're playing crazy, crazy good. But um, in terms of leaders, we got Devin Booker with 25.2 points leading in points. DeAndre Aiden's leading rebounds with 11.4. Chris Paul with assists at 9, also leading steals with 1.2. DeAndre Aiden leading blocks at 1.1. <clears throat> so, you know, those are all good numbers. But, um, I mean, looking at, the, looking at the Suns, you look at this and you look at a balanced team. Because your leading scorer is Devin Booker. Devin Booker is one of the best scorers in the game right now. It's pretty clear. But if you look at him, he's the best scorer. And he only has a PER of 19. In 25.2 points per game, that means that you're spreading the ball around good. And, I mean, looking past that, you got a lot of guys in the 10s. You just got a team that's winning games. That's the simplest thing about it. They're winning games. They're good. Um, now, Dario Saric had a really good game. Other night, 21 points. But spreading the wealth around seems to be what the Phoenix Suns do best. And, you know, they're on that uh, Share Your Wealth Club because... They have a lot of different leading scorers, but, I mean, of course, Booker's going to be at the head most games. Booker is fantastic. Uh, but, you know, this uh, this Sun team definitely has some potentials to take something deep this year. However, let's talk about another team that is doing great. And I, I talk about this team every week, but this week actually kind of makes some sense to talk about. The Utah Jazz, who have just lost two straight games. One at the New Orleans Pelicans, which isn't the best look considering the Pelicans are 15 and 20 right now. And one at the Philadelphia 76ers. And of course, that one, uh, that one is going to be, um, be a little more harsh to think about because of all of the, uh, all of the stuff going on with the rest. Um, so, you know, that was just a, uh, the Donovan Mitchell ejection, man, that was... That was rough. I mean, these refs have been really, uh, 
honestly, they've been pretty bad this year. <laughs> Not gonna put it lightly, they've been pretty bad. So, I mean, that ejection just was really, uh, really bad. Especially the best player. Um, I mean, the Jazz. Though I think the Jazz, the Jazz are fine. They can withstand a bump like this. They're very much a good enough team to withstand a bump like this. Uh, though, again, I keep wanting to not say they'll be fine, but they'll be fine. They're 27-9. and nine. Donovan Mitchell is still producing great. You got, like the Suns, they're a member of the Sierra Wealth Club. Um, and, uh, you know, Bojan Bogdanovic is playing good. Rudy Gobert is playing good. Mike Conley's been playing where they probably would have liked Mike Conley to play last year. 5.7 assists and 16.1 points per game for... Guard, but um, you know this is a this is a team that I think could definitely make a run. Especially if you look at the way the playoff field is working. Um, I mean they would might have to play the Lakers the second round, but the playoff field is going to shake up. I'm still kind of assuming that's going to be the Lakers and Clippers at two and three. Um, I the Suns I think are going to come. They're on too good of a win streak to stay here at this point. I honestly think. I know that's a weird way to think of it, but it's kind of just how I'm thinking. So I think they probably play, you know, the number one, a team that really doesn't match up well against the Jazz in the first round. And like, for example, in the normal year, they would play the Mavericks right now. And then after that, you play the Suns. You match up well against the Suns. Then it's, of course, it's the Western Conference Finals that you probably have to worry about then. But... Western Conference is shaping up very well for the uh, the Utah Jazz. Really like how things are starting to shake out for them. I think it is going to lead to a lot of uh, a lot of good, a lot of good for that Utah Jazz team. Talking about refs, so let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Who, I mean, the Warriors have been good this year. Don't get me wrong; they've just been uh, they've just been weird. They've been weird this year, honestly. They've been playing odd. Excuse me for one second. They've been odd, but they've been playing good. They've been playing pretty good. Don't want to keep saying that over and over. Um, You know, Draymond has been producing well. Seth Curry is, of course, being Seth Curry, 30 points per game. What do you expect? Um, Draymond has 6.1 rebounds per game and 8.6 assists per game. So, you know, it's the usual Draymond. I don't score a lot of points, but make a big impact everywhere else. So, I mean, this Warriors team, I think, could definitely do something in the playoffs. But, I mean, right now you're looking at tonight's game against the Phoenix Suns, who I just, of course, just talked about. The reason I didn't talk about it, because it's the last game. Curry and Green are both out. This game isn't going to be good for the Warriors. They're going to, they're not going to have a fun time. But that is all I have for looking at the general direction of the NBA Western Conference. After the break, going to quickly do with the Eastern Conference. Thank you for listening, KCOU 88.1 FM. All right, welcome back to Hate the Player, Not the Game. Got to run through this real quick. I got to get out of here. But um, let's talk about the Miami Heat. So they're 17 and 18. They're doing better. They're doing better now. 
I was worried about them for a bit, but they're doing okay now. Six and four in their last ten. They keep that up. They'll eventually end towards the top of the Eastern Conference. But, um, you know, you got Bam out of bio playing good. 19.2 points per game. 9.5 rebounds per game. He basically leads everything. 5.4 assists per game even. Jeez. One of the best centers in the game right now. So, I mean, uh, I was worried for a bit. I don't think the Heat have anything to be worried about right now. So, good for them. Good for them. But... Moving on, we got the New York Knicks, who are, of course, doing okay. They're 500, which in the Eastern Conference is very good. But, um, you know, Julius Randle is 23, 23 points per game, excuse me, um, 10 rebounds. Uh, I've always liked Julius Randle, um, but um, so uh, what do you, excuse me, um, Julius Randle, it's always definitely kind of a little bit of a bad rap for some reason from some people. But I like him. Uh, I like what he produces. And, I mean, I just don't think it's necessarily the best fit having him be the one piece for the Knicks. But, I mean, it's working right now. R.J. Barrett's playing good, too. Emmanuel Quickly's playing good. So, you know, the New York Knicks, I think they got something going there. And then, finally, the Indiana Pacers have fallen off a bit. They were doing really good for a bit. Now they've fallen off. Um, I mean, they really—the Pacers are an interesting case. Because I just don't know what's going on with them. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon and Dewante Sabonis have been very good. But Miles Turner's been struggling a bit. Um, outside that, I mean, you got rid of Oladipo, obviously. That sucks. But um, I think they could turn this around. They've lost four, six of their last ten. They need to turn that around and uh, get things on the right track. But that is all I have for hate the player, not the game. As always, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Be sure to stay safe, stay healthy. Adios.